0: And gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning into the Maynard Files. I am your host, Josh, the individual who interviews other individuals who are more individual than himself. Is everybody still with me after that? Because my guest today is world renowned artist, and he's not a doctor, we already clarified that. Mr. Doug Horn, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Josh. Great to be here.
0: Yes, man. No, I trust me. I'm the one thanking you for being here. This is awesome. This is like this is like getting to interview, like an idol is basically what's happening here. Well, so I call
2: myself a cele- celebutard. That's what, I, yeah. <laughs> that's what I yeah.
0: That's amazing. But, <laughs> Please, can you trademark that? Have you trademarked yeah, that
2: exactly? <laughs> um, you know, in the, in the small niche scene that is. Uh, I guess, tiki or lowbrow. A little lowbrow is probably not that small, but tiki is kind of kind of niche, I guess. You know?
0: Yeah, it is totally. So so, yeah. so I think that uh, people no, no, are... I
2: appreciate you reaching out to me. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: No, man, you have no idea. This is exciting. I'm like actually sitting here shaking the whole time I'm doing this, which is really unfortunate because I, it's freaking me out. I might have to go see a doctor after the I interview. Mean, the I didn't
2: get too much coffee this morning. So.
0: I mean, a little bit, but I drink decaf. <laughs> so then I'm going to start freaking uh, out yeah,
2: I need to get a decaf because I'm like... I'm like way, uh, way too much, uh, you know, my fourth cup, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to shake, so.
0: Yeah, like Um, after, after my fourth cup with five shots, I'm like, hey, I can, I can actually see, you know, the smell of garlic, so that's good.
2: So hopefully, hopefully you're catching me in, in a zone here, where I'm right in that zone. Where I'm entertaining and I can talk,
0: so you seem you <laughs> seem like you're on point today, you know. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I think that my uh, my my listeners are going to be able to put two and two together and figure out that you're an artist of sorts. But I want I would like yeah. to you to take an opportunity let us know, like tell us the story of Doug Horn. Not really the story, but just tell us, like you know, how how you got your start in artwork and what kind of artwork you do.
2: Um. Uh, well, I'll try and keep it pretty brief if I can, but I basically it's one of those things where when I was in grade school, I knew <laughs> I wanted to be an artist. Uh, I was kind of raised in artist, artistic environment with my parents met in art school. Mom was in fashion. Dad was in, um, uh, great illustration, graphic design, you know, so I was kind of raised in that creative environment. So, and I always saw other <clears throat> people that could draw in grade school. I remember once I saw this guy, he did this drawing. It's like, wow, that's really cool. You could actually, from a blank page, you, you drew that. That's. i was always blown away by that. So I think going into my high school years and stuff, I, uh, Mad Magazine was a huge influence on me. Uh, looking at all the drawings and cartoons. Oh in there. man, yeah. Yeah. So that was a loved Mad Magazine and, and getting that uh, and all those issues. And um, so yeah, I'm six So going into grade school, I never I switched grade schools in, in fourth grade. Um, uh, it was PE time and I was told the tallest kid in the class and they're, they're like, I want him on my team. And I'm like, Oh geez, I better learn to do, do a, uh, uh, shoot a jump shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to and, do anything. I, love
2: doing art. I don't want to be a jock. What the
0: hell? Yeah. Did you, so, did you try out for badminton or was it basketball? Was it basketball? I was, basketball. Oh, yeah, okay. cause I was
2: tall. It was like, okay. Yeah. Volleyball. i actually in high school volleyball right away I was like okay I went up to do a spike I did an open hand spike and the other person did a fist closed fisted spike and jammed my thumb in two inches I was like okay this isn't gonna work yeah it was I went to the nurse and I thought okay I played another set about volleyball and I thought oh my god I'm gonna freaking faint so I went to the nurse and got dizzy and said okay my volleyball career is over so uh (laughs) I went the basketball route and um so uh uh so I went to Arcadia High. Uh, in my junior year, we were ranked number one in the state of Arizona. Oh, nice. anyway, I'm, I'm born and raised in Phoenix, so, um, uh, so that was pretty exciting. You know, being ranked number one.
0: This Wait, you're like art. you're like one of three people that are actually from here.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> That's um, amazing. So yeah, born and raised in Phoenix. Um, so yeah, and I I went to art school in Denver, Colorado. Um, so th- my basketball career was basically high school and it ended after that. Cause I was like, you know what? I don't want to go to, I was had an offer from some like community colleges in the state
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I was like, eh, I don't want to do that. I want to be an artist. That's what I want to do. You know? So, um, went to art school in, um, uh, Colorado or uh, Colorado Institute of Art, uh, basically for graphic design which later would be super invaluable to my graphic design skills because I think that's kind of important and painting and drawing and stuff. Um, but the whole tie and they kind of had a teacher that was kind of like, uh, you need to, uh, uh, do commercial art illustration. I'm like, well, I want to be just a painter drawer artist who just does what they want to do. You know, that's, I think most artists dream, you know, when you're in the commercial realm, it's kind of like, um, okay, do this, I want this, you know, uh, you're kind of being directed. You're like the hand that does the work. Yeah, you almost feel so like
0: I, you don't have any, like, freedom of your creativity. Yeah. It's more like somebody like, I am somebody getting else's... to
2: create art, which is cool, but yeah, basically somebody else is telling you. You're not really having any much input into it, pretty much. Um, but, you know, it's corporate money. You're making, you know, they, they have more money to spend for an illustration, for an ad, or whatever, mm-hmm. which is great. You know, but creatively it was just kind of like, eh, not not very satisfying. So I did that for. But I worked at Channel Three, the TV station, uh, in Phoenix, TV Three, back in the um, from '84 to '94. Oh I was wow! There for ten years. So, so after ten years of that, I was just like, Eesh, this is not uh, not for me. I, you know that when you got to put that TV logo on everything, it's just creatively, again, like I said, it was just, I was just burned out from it. Um, so then I went into commercial illustration as a freelance artist, but again, that was kind of just, again, doing stuff, what other people want you to do. So then, um, uh, this new thing came out called eBay, which for artists I think is a great way to, to, uh, display your work and see if there's a market for
0: it. Yeah. You
2: know, so that's the great thing about technology for artists is just, uh, um, there's many ways to make a living as an artist, you know, Um, and with that technology it's kind of like, you can reach multiple lots of people, you know, and it's kind of morphed into obviously the the social media stuff, which is a great way for artists to, to promote their stuff and get it out there. Because that's half the battle is just getting your work seen by as many people as you can. You yeah. Know? So the eBay thing in the early days was kind of like the great way to say, oh, so I was at this point when the economy crashed. I'm kind of all over the place here.
0: But, no, you're uh, fine. When
2: the economy crashed, I was kind of like, okay, I either got to go to nine, go get a nine to five job or uh, there's this thing, eBay. I'm just going to start doing artwork that I want to do. You know, stuff that I'm interested in, pulp culture stuff and I love you know the vintage stuff and um uh,
1: the prints kind of started selling I was at that time I was doing a lot of digital work and mm-hmm. um so that kind of took me down this path of uh,
2: uh, where I'm at today pretty much so and that was what you know twenty years ago.
0: Sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's eBay's the perfect uh, I think the perfect like kind of platform for somebody like you yeah. because like I don't know how many times I'm getting on there looking for like a geo metro, but then I'm like, you know what? I need another piece of art for my wall. So yeah, it does. It definitely yeah. works out for the for the. Uh, well,
2: and the other thing too, it's a fast way. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it's the same today. I don't do eBay pretty much anymore, but for selling my art. Um, find out if there's a market for your work you know which is important you yeah know? um uh if uh, you can start building an audience you know especially for younger kids coming up and trying to uh, sell their work
0: you know yeah well i definitely yeah, before that there was basically galleries you know you're relying
2: on hooking up with a gallery or you know before the computer it was kind of like uh how do I sell my work? Okay, I start searching for a gallery. It's, it's at least in the fine art world, and then of course the blow scene kind of came up and and uh, uh, helped with our people that had other interests other than you know paintings of fruit and landscapes and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So. Now you had made mention um, like Mad Mad Magazine was one of your big influences, and I mean that's that's great because that's like a pop culture staple, yeah. basically. I mean that kind of like yeah. that my, that may or may not have been the glue that held our our uh you know our society together through the dark times but yeah um like did you like when you first started out did you start out mainly in illustration or were you doing like paintings like what was your avenue what was your medium of choice uh i mean as far as the stuff i'm doing today yeah you know, uh mostly
2: digital you know because i was coming from a commercial illustration world and commercial graphic design world where the digital painting is pretty uh sought after that they basically want the files digitally done um so i and i and when i was at the tv station channel three i i had a, a assistant or a director that i worked with who had more knowledge on working photoshop and illustrator and um uh he, he was great to learn off i had this this guy to learn like these because to i remember the first computer we got <coughs> it was a mac and um I was like, oh, look at this cool airbrush tool. And it's, it's, uh, uh, like, and then we'd push it aside and go back to our paste up and our, our, our standard way of doing production. Right. Um, look at these cool clouds I can make. That's cool. But we didn't know what to do with it. And then over time, you know, he would show me how to use the Benzer curves and Illustrator. And then so I got, got a lot of knowledge from working with him. And, um, uh, basically, uh, coming out of that, I started doing, mostly digital work in my early stuff, that I did. Um, and then this guy named Benzar, who's a carver down in Florida, really super nice guy. And he, um, he messaged me and goes, Oh, there's this thing called Tiki central that, that I, I don't, if you don't mind, I put some of your artwork up and, um, uh, and, Oh, what's Tiki central? So it's like, I didn't really know there was this whole community of tiki people that kind of got me started. But anyway, that early stuff, I was doing a lot of digital stuff. Yeah. You know, basically Photoshop. I'd sketch it out, uh, and I scan that. <clears throat> and uh, the technique is similar to like an airbrush. It has more of an airbrush quality too. when you look at the stuff. Yeah. Um, I get a little more detail in there because you can zoom way in and, and uh, get a bunch of detail. And, um, so, uh, so then since then I've kind of morphed more into doing, I've kind of gotten Back to my roots of drawing on paper and doing finished pieces on paper. I tend to like dry media. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at today. I still do the digital stuff. I go back and forth between the two. Yeah. It's
0: it's definitely a cool tool to have the digital ability now because you can go in and kind of fix up things that you can't really do by hand. Well, there was a lot of
2: controversy. I remember those early days on Tiki Center. like, is digital art? Art, you know, it's like well, of course it is. It's like it's it's a tool, and there's this misnomer that oh, somehow digitally the art's been created for you, which it can be if you take a photograph and you want a watercolor filter over it. Yeah, um, and it doesn't fool me. I don't think it fools the general public. Um, but you know, when you uh, there's some amazing. Uh, talented digital artists out there. Yeah, you know?
0: it all depends on whether or not you shop at Pier One Imports, really.
2: <laughs> what, yeah, what exactly. Boils down yeah. To. yeah.
0: Did, did yeah. you ever? a... I, I think where I was going, I completely spaced it too. But my original, when I was going with the Mad Magazine thing, I was going to ask mm-hmm. you: Did you ever? Were you ever like um, part of any kind of underground comics or anything like that back in the day?
2: No, no, not really. I, you know, my musically, I love uh, post-punk, punk. I got kind of goth stuff and industrial stuff in the '80s. And, oh yeah. Um, my brother kind of went more of the r- music route, so he was he he did. Uh, I think I I remember a long time. He did a little illustration for him for his. He did a little zine, very shortly in, in Phoenix. Nice. Um, <laughs> and uh it was like the industrial there was this guy strapped to a chair and this you know that industrial noise stuff was kind of what i was kind of into right on um back in the 80s you know
0: so then you remember, uh, remember anderson's remember going to the, the ice house remember you ever heard the ice house i remember Venice. i remember hearing about the ice house i don't think yeah. i ever had an opportunity but i do okay. remember anderson's fifth estate i remember that yep. place yep yep you had goth uh, on one side 80s on the other and it yeah, just kind of made this exactly. nice little yep. meshy blend in the middle yeah yeah, um, I had my heart yeah, broken cool many times it, there.
2: It, yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing this band called Boot Beast Carnival at the Ice House. Ooh, it was back in the eighties. <laughs> I don't know what ever happened. To, they they wore these cool boots and they had a cool name. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, it was fun. It was a it was a neat place. Yeah. Um, so so not I didn't really go that route, you know, as far as, but, uh, yeah. Um, I just love the, uh, like, uh, some of my influence, like on
0: Mad Magazine is like more Drucker. Oh yeah. Uh, and Don Martin. I love the cartoony.
2: So I have kind of a cartoony. If I'm not using much reference, I'll, I'll go a little more cartoony. Yeah. And it kind of might, you can see maybe some of that Don Martin, you know, if, if someone's holding a mug, his pinky might be extended or something like that. Yeah.
0: Definitely. There. I was definitely a huge fan of Mort myself. Like that was that uh, was my jam jam. Yeah. Uh, your stuff, though, when you look at it, I mean, like your stuff is like just so I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's vibrant. It's it's appealing. It's like beautifully just just done. Like I, I haven't seen one piece. In fact, one of my personal favorites that you've done um, that I've seen in recent years was the uh, the Kurt Russell thing. Uh, oh yeah, the John Carpenter's yeah. The Thing with the tiki mug and everything. I was like, that is beyond solid. Like that was like that because that's oh, like something you. that you really have to be, you really have to be in the in the in the know to to yeah. get what's going on there. And it's like it was so right. well done. I was like, this is this is yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of that film. That's one of my favorites. Oh um, man, it is like such loved, a good I, movie. I Grew up loving sci science fiction, and um, so. Yeah, I was, I was, I remember I was, I've seen that movie hundreds of times. So I'm like, I was watching it one night and I was like, oh, I got to do something, I got to do a Kurt Russell portrait. So that was, thank you, I appreciate that.
0: Oh, no worries. Yeah, no, because it was, yeah, because yeah, McCready was like the jam. Damn. Like, and that was, that was like, that was one of the, I think that was one of the first movies that really, that terrified me that John Carpenter had done. Because Halloween yeah. didn't really scare me. Um, yeah. but there was just something about that movie that just like, it stands the test of time. I can still watch it and I still get goosebumps. They make it so well, that, eerie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you see it,
2: John Carpenter, the, um, we have the DVD, um, uh, his commentary. It's really good. Yeah. His when he goes through the movie, what do you call it? The, the movie
0: commentary. Oh yeah. Just um, the, just the regular yeah. audio commentary yeah. on it. It's really interesting to hear his, his, A lot I mean, yeah. that man is a genius. Like, let's face it, the man is a genius. Like, as far as, like, yeah. what, he, what he visually brings to yep. the screen, he's got his good style, just like exactly. everything that yeah. you put into your work. It's like it's got, a, it's got a style. It's unmistakably Doug Horn. When I see your pieces as I'm scrolling through Instagram, I'm like, unmistakably, that's who that is. Because it's like you, you definitely oh, have nice. a vibe. Like, I told you I was going to geek out during this interview, and I'm geeking <laughs> out during this interview. So, <laughs> Well, it's funny it's because I, I haven't consciously – God, I'm going for the style
2: it, it's one of those things that just kind of develops uh so it's that's kind of more of a subconscious thing just develops i guess hopefully then i'm still feel like i'm developing it and um going uh just so yeah it's not something well, i'm gonna do this style or i'm gonna you know which is a way you can approach it but um to just just kind of Freeforming do do-your-own-thing kind of thing. It's the way I've kind of approached it, so... But yeah,
0: and out of all of your... Yeah. yeah, out of yeah. all of your pieces, like, what stands out as, like, one of your favorites? Like, what's the one that you're just like... I I can keep looking at this piece because I did it, but not just because I did it.
2: Um... Uh, yeah, I've kind of been exploring different, uh... areas. Like, you mentioned the horror. I love horror.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, the Universal Monster series so that you did?
2: But I love mashups, and I... Uh... So those are some f- favorite ones. I, I did a one of Nosferatu. That, that basically, I did a series of the classic monsters sitting at Tiki Bars. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is a fun series. And that um, the Nosferatu piece is, is a fun one. And it's kind of the old Nosferatu character, and there's a bat hanging next to him.
0: Yeah, that one was uh, a good and one. I've also
2: kind of been exploring that kind of uh, Edgar Lee tag, Velvet, Velvet artist, Edgar Lee tag style, where it's kind of uh, the pinup. up uh, exotic woman, uh, pieces, um, mm-hmm. and I did one called Exotica, which was for a show in, um, Hawaii that's, um, uh, basically it's kind of, um, uh, a, a Treshikov. I don't know. He, uh, he's a German artist, Treshikov. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a series of portraits of, uh, different women, um, and they weren't painted with traditional, like, flash or human tones you know they, like there's one called the green lady or the blue lady i forget what it's called um i think it's the green lady uh that's his most famous piece um and she's not flesh tone she's blue you know or the green or she's green it's like oh that's kind of cool so uh so this one exotica uh is when she's holding a flaming tiki mug and there's a tiki next to her and that's probably one another one one of my favorites i guess
0: yeah yeah like what got you what got you like have you always been part of the tiki culture like growing up or was that something that you just kind of fell into because it's just like so visually appealing
2: um actually uh not well yeah in the 80s i kind of uh uh, I've always had that interest. Actually, I've had a roommate. He walked in with these cool fifty or nineteen fifties matching lamps. I said, "Where the hell did you get those?" It was like eighty five or something. And in Phoenix, it was at a shop called Diddy, which was a fifties uh, vintage shop nice. on Thomas, and uh, it was right next to an adult bookstore.
0: Um, As most Thomas- good antique stores are. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. The rent's cheap. So <laughs> yeah. You gotta- he told me some stories. The owner of that, place, as I got to know him, he because in the back alleys where people would sneak into the adult shop, uh, he goes they find condoms and all sorts of you know, notes and oh, stuff you know like
0: all that. the all the good stuff that you would hope yeah. to find in the back of any given adult bookstore. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm hip to I'm hip to your stuff. jive,
2: right? <laughs> exactly. So he would he would. Uh, he would find these Post-it notes with weird things on them, and he starts saving. I'm like, what? Like, it just, yeah, weird. It, he wouldn't save the used condoms.
0: Well, like, yeah, I mean, come he, on, man. That's a <laughs> that's a totally different art form right there. But like, if you're saving Post-it notes, that's okay.
2: It's like, hey, man, if that's your thing, just just do it. Do your thing. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever makes you, yeah, whatever makes you happy and doesn't give right. you any kind of diseases, just do it. Just make it right. make yourself happy.
2: So I would go into this. So he goes, oh, I got it at the shop. Do I? Did he? So I uh, immediately go down there. and I bought this boomerang coffee table. Oh. Uh, I was, oh, my God. This place is so cool. It's just this neat old stuff from the 50s and 60s. And and this was kind of pre-85. This is before Ed DeBevix came along.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if
2: you remember Ed DeBevix. So
0: I, uh, I actually worked there for like a oh, really? like two oh, weeks. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting.
2: Which which the one is location Phoenix
0: or? Yeah, it was the location that was on uh, by town and country. So it was right over on oh, Camelback. Nice.
1: Yep, that's yep. the one that I went to. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's the one that I worked at briefly for like two weeks, and I was like, you know what? I don't think the restaurant industry is for me. <laughs> right. What did you do? Uh, I actually was a server. So oh, nice. yeah. So when I got in there, I was like, wait, I like wait, what? I'm supposed to sure. sing and like, okay.
2: That's I, funny. So I, rem- I remember all the servers when I went in there, they were all women with beehives. Did you dress up in a, with a beehive? I a mean, draft?
0: honestly, I'm not going to deny that I would make a good-looking woman, <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, no. Right. This At this time when I worked there, it was like, I think this was like the early 2000s. It was when I graduated from high school in California and moved back out here. And then nice. I worked there briefly for, like, two weeks, and I'm like, no, nah, this isn't my jammy jam. I'm afraid I need something yeah. a little bit more... Yeah. I need something a little yeah. bit more cubically, so I, I went for right. that instead. Right,
2: right, yeah. <laughs> so it, so when I got to know the owner of Bwadiddy, um, his name was Doug, too, um, he um, – uh, I, I said, uh, you know, because that shop – I'm trying to think of when Ed hit, hit came open, but anyway, he said, so before Ed DeBevick's open uh, – he get people walking into his little shop, going, "What is this crap? This, these aren't antiques. What is this stuff?" Oh man! And he said, "When oh, the Bevicks opened, it's like it kind of became more, you know, acceptable. I guess you'd say, yeah, uh, or more, you know, people were thinking, oh, this is kind of cool stuff.' You know." Um, so uh, during that period, I remember seeing stuff from the Islands Restaurant that used to be on Seventh. Um, I think it was out of the
0: street. Wait, are we talking about the the burger joint?
2: No, 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 no. The Islands is from like the eighty. Uh, from the I
0: think it opened the sixties. Really? So it's it's the
2: tiki. It's called it's called the Islands. Um, I never actually went there because they tore it down in nineteen eighty
0: three. That sounds about on par for Phoenix and they're remodeling.
2: Right. Yeah. So it, it's um, sadly they tore it down. But I my awareness of it. At that, that time, wasn't even it wasn't even on my radar, you know, but uh, I've seen pictures of it. It's just one of those really cool tiki
0: Kind of like the... Restaurant. Uh, yeah, kind of like the Kon Tiki Hotel yep. that was on Van Buren.
2: Right. Yeah, and that's another place I drove by all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why didn't I... Because they tore
2: that down a little later, I think, in the 80s. Um, no, I, that I, actually
0: I lasted dro- up until the, the early 2000s, and then they tore it down, which is... Oh, um really? Um, yeah, and that okay. really disappointed me because that building was actually featured yeah. in, like, architectural magazines because yep. of its, like, uniqueness. I'm like, why would – this is, like, a piece of history, and it's like, no, you know what we need, though? Parking lots. That's what we yeah. need. So nice. I was, like, so yeah. pissed when they did that.
2: So what is there now? Uh,
0: now it's basically just, I think, a parking lot and possibly even a gas station. I okay. I, it's, it's pretty sad. Actually, Van Buren just got sad after the 80s, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: Well, I remember driving by that, that hotel going, and then later, later saying, why did I not just stop in there you know, it, when it was open? At least a drink or something. Oh you know. yeah. Because like,
0: now every once it, in a while when I go antiquing, which is like one of my, one of my side hobbies, um, yeah. I'll, I'll, every once in a while I'll come across like a matchbook or something from the Contiki hotel. And I'm like, oh, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's just, it's crazy yeah. because it's like so, so sad.
2: Yeah, so do what Diddy would have these, like a mug from the islands or they'd have, a, have some napkins or even a menu. And oh, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And that's so that's awesome. it that was here in Phoenix. So that my knowledge of it kind of started there. Yeah. Um, but I always had that interest in mid century modern furniture and lamps and, um, you know, anything old from the forties you know, into the fifties and sixties. Yeah, sweet. and you know, then that whole lounge scene kind of came in. Um, into the 90s and you know I got interested in that and then the, the swing stuff and um, so that was kind of what kind of got me into the tiki was my interest in the, that historic aspect of, of tiki and that whole story you know the book of tiki came out I remember going to see a friend who collected mugs um, and I went to his apartment and he's uh but I was like, oh, look at all these, I had just started collecting mugs. And so like, wow, he's got this amazing clay, all these mugs, vintage. he's basically focused on vintage mugs. And I was like, wow, a lot of these I had never seen before. And it kind of opened up this whole door of like, as far as a collector goes, like, oh, but t- all these bars were back in the day were making custom fiki mugs, you know? Oh, and I thought, wow, that was really good. I'd never seen a lot of his, his those designs before that that's, uh, he had. Um, and he's like, oh, there's this guy, Sven Kirsten, who's making this, he's writing this book about the history of you know, Polynesian pop culture and tiki. And, um, you know, a couple of years later, that his book, Sven's book came out, which, you know, was again, another thing that just, the, the, just the, the, educate myself on. Tiki, you know, what
0: it, the history of it and everything. It's yeah. Really, was that, uh, surface stuff,
2: but the, how deep it went, I was like, wow.
0: okay. Yeah. It's when you get into the, I, I did some research myself on it. So I know what you're saying. It's like, you think it's just like this cool, like it's just going to be the backdrop to any good eighties movie, whether at yeah. the beach or a Gilligan's Island episode. But like, you're mm-hmm. like, Oh wait, no, it goes, it runs no. super, super deep. Um, man, how, how, man. how frequently did you, uh, go to the bikini lounge out here? <laughs> um, a, tap, uh, a little later
2: yeah um and uh, more recently i've been out there Jeez, oh, i don't know uh, it's, I, I used to go on those the art detour stuff downtown
1: yeah
2: um and go those um so it'd, yeah, gap i hit the bikini lounge and on grand and um uh yeah so that that
1: was a great uh played you know historic place that's still there you know yeah.
2: or, Contiki down in Tucson. That's oh, that awesome one place. that one is yeah.
0: my jam. Contiki yeah. is the one that definitely resonates with me cuz it does. Yeah. It feels like it feels like if you ever see a tiki bar um, being portrayed in a television show or a movie, that one is like the epitome of what a tiki bar looks yep. like. It 100% yeah. nailed it. Yeah, it's
1: it's
2: amazing cuz it's in this like still. Outdoor strip mall. And you're like, wow. Okay, yeah. And then
0: you uh, go in, and it's like you're transported into the mystical, like the enchanted yeah. tiki room at Disneyland. Yeah, like almost. like
2: like it says over the door, "Welcome to Paradise." It's like, yeah, you walk in, you go, wow. You, go, you know, and that was the, my interest in tiki was the when I started visiting these bars, these and they're all historic. Yeah, older places because of the, very few left. Um, and that's it's the escapism of wow. You're walking. You feel like you're in Tahiti, and that's kind of the the, the original. Reasoning was when the G.I.s came back for, after the war it was like, oh, we want to recreate that Tahitian vibe here in the States. You know, yep. yeah, well, you're in Wisconsin and it's snowing outside or whatever.
0: Um, you can step into this Tahitian hut here. And, yeah. Know, my favorites were place. my favorites were always looking at like advertisements from the the old days where you would have like uh, Tiki bars being um, advertised, but they're in like New York. And it was just right. like, that's, that's, I mean, cause California feels like more of a fit, Arizona, possibly more of a fit. yeah um, but like, but like I think about the East coast and I'm kind of like, I, I don't necessarily, maybe, but yeah, it makes perfect yeah. sense what, what you're saying yeah. with the GIs coming back and everything. Yeah.
2: So yeah, that was, um, uh, and then there's, there's, there's my, my favorite place is actually in Fort
1: Lauderdale is the Mike high, really? which is one of the last remaining,
2: uh, full of whole, uh, standalone building, Polynesian uh, uh, place that was built, I think, too. I want to say early 60s, it was built, and it's still standing, you know, It survived all the hurricanes and everything out there, um, it's amazing. And there was another place in Ohio called the Kiki, which I actually got to visit before that they closed. Oh, and it was again a freestanding. So every major city had one of these
0: restaurants. You know? Yeah. And they're huge. These huge, big, giant tiki fireplace and just
2: this and it's just rich with texture and you know, and that was a lot of when I started doing my Paintings uh, and stuff on there, like indoor
1: scenes. I mm-hmm. want to
2: kind of create that same environment. The, yeah. Kind of that feeling you get when you walk into a tiki bar. You definitely it's done, do. It's done right. You know, it's layers and textures and you know. And it's very I like to create that in my in my
0: paintings. And you, know. you do because it's very mellow. Like I look at one of your pictures yeah. and I'm like, I can I can smell the fish being cooked in the kitchen while I'm right. sucking <laughs> while I'm sucking on a pineappley drink. You know what right. I mean?
2: You walk out with a, a napkin stuck to your heel, you know? Yeah, like, pretty much. <laughs> like
0: a, a napkin stuck to my heel, a phone number on a matchbook <laughs> that's in my pocket that I'm never going to call. And right, You go in
2: the, you go in the, the bathroom and the, it's an old uh, shell that's, you know, those giant conch shells. It's the sink
0: and yeah. it's got sips on it and, you know, it's got oh, character. Oh, man. You know? Dang, man. I I really hope, I'm not just saying this, but I'm hoping that there's a time when you and I can go and enjoy some friggin' tea drinks together because oh, this absolutely. pandemic yeah, is... Yeah. This pandemic has definitely put us a, 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 real, a real a halt on everything. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking of tiki bars and tiki mugs and everything, you yourself have designed some tiki mugs in the past and and recently, right? Yeah, yeah, I've
2: done tons. It's, a, it's people ask me how many I've done designed. I'm basically a, a designer. I don't, I don't actually produce Tiki mugs. So that's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. So I work with bars, hire me to design mugs. Um, and then I I do mugs on my own. Uh, I work with Tiki farm, uh, who's in uh, out here in California Yep. and they, my first Tiki Oasis event in Palm Springs, I, he, he, I was totally new on the scene and I, I, um, was in my booth and uh, selling my art and then Holden who, who owns Tiki farm walked to my booth and said, Hey, I want to make Tiki mugs with you. And I'm like, really? And I, at that time I was collecting mugs. I'm a fan of Tiki mugs. And so I was like, Oh, that'd be awesome. So he and I did a, a set of, um, uh, sorry about that. Um, my alarm was going off. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so we did a set of three mugs uh grog Goon, this is early 2000s um and gulp which was a little shot glass so it was a set of three nice um, um and so those were my first mugs that i did with tiki farm um uh and then just just in the mug scene is just the last oh geez three or four years has just taken off oh it's exploded it's, it's crazy exploded. i don't know if you know that much about
0: it but Oh, yeah, I lived up in, uh, I was living up in Oregon, and then I saw, like, just all of these, um, like, mugs being made, because there's a, there's a couple of artists out there that make them. They actually do every, I mean, from start to finish, and I'm just like, that's, Mm -hmm. it's just way too much process for me. So for you, it must be nice to be able to just, like, come up with a really good idea and then, like, leave it in somebody else's hands to design it.
2: Right. You know, and I'm I'm part of the process, you know, like, I approve the sculpt, I'll I'll approve the glaze, and, um, and. Go from there. But I, you know, so and I've worked with Mug Tiki, which they do amazing mugs. So. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh um, but yeah, it, a lot of it's been bars. I think I have like 12 mugs right now that are going this year.
1: Oh, um, so It's freaking frustrating awesome. how long it takes them to be produced, you know? Um, it's, it can be
2: six to eight months before from the sketch to the, to the, uh, the final product in your hand, you know? Well,
1: it um, probably I've doesn't I've worked
2: with, uh, John Mulder is another, uh, amazing sculptor, and he works out of Florida. Um, and I've done like Tiki Caliente as an event. I always design that event mug, um, oh. uh, Palm Springs. So that's another. So we've done some great projects together. So
0: yeah, this year really um, just has really kind of like killed the whole vibe. I mean, we lost Tiki Oasis yeah. this year. Tiki Caliente yeah. probably didn't take place. Yep. The, um, and Palm Springs is like just a just that place is basically the. That's where I feel like all tiki energy gets concentrated. To be honest, yeah. Anytime yeah. I'm there, I'm I just feel it, and I'm like, I'm surprised there's not more places here. Like it just, it's very weird.
2: yeah. Oh, oh, in
0: Phoenix, uh, in Palm Springs.
2: Oh, in Palm Springs, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know there's a few. I, there's um. Oh, I'm spacing out the name. There's obviously the Tonga Hut, and then there's, yeah, um,
0: that's always the one I go to when I'm there. But like, but yeah. like I'm saying, like even Bootlegger. just
2: Bootlegger's is yeah. another place.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that <laughs> one.
2: It's a small yeah place, but
0: what's your um, favorite place to go to when you're out here?
2: Oh, in Phoenix, um, I love uh, undertow, okay that's, that's I love that place I've done some work with them. Um, they just I think that they were so they were part of that coffee shop sip yeah. on 36th Street I think it is or yep. 30, yeah 36 in Indian school, um, and they were in that basically it's so funny because I, I, that's I was raised in that neighborhood.
0: Yeah, um, Arcadia. Arcadia and um uh
2: so it used to be like so Sip used to be a Jiffy Lube. I think it's a Jiffy Lube or something or Avis Lube or something. Well, that something. explains Lube,
0: why my my latte tastes a little bit heavier yeah, than normal. Exactly. A little bit of
2: 10, 10 w 40 in
0: that. <laughs> yeah, a um, little full synthetic so, what?
2: So I used to always get my car oil changed there. And I, that's so the, the undertow was the bay down in where you know they change the oil. Right. I don't know if you've been to Undertow, It's super.
0: Oh small. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So um, little did I know I'd be having a <clears throat> mai tai down in the bay. It's uh, uh, of uh, when you're used thinking to be the Jiffy Lou.
0: I know when you're thinking about all those fine mid-class sedans that used to get their oils changed. Their oil changed <laughs> right there. So,
2: so they have closed. Uh, they're actually moving next door. Um, Century Grand is the place next door. Yeah, uh, it used to be a pizza place there. Um, and then, so, uh, so they're going to move undertow into that building. Oh, wow. Century Grand. Have you been to Century Grand? The, I have, yeah. Were? Yeah. Yeah.
0: With the train so, yeah, and all I that
2: stuff, it, yeah. that's a great, that's a really cool place, so, um, uh, so, uh, and there used to be a place in Scottsdale called Drift, which was there for a while, it's not there
0: anymore. I remember but, that place. Um,
2: I'm trying to think of what else is out there.
0: And then there. we have Hula's, uh, which has, like, I think a couple locations, but... Mm-hmm. that's kind of just more of like, I don't necessarily know how I, how I, I don't get the vibe when I'm there. I just kind of, uh, the food is definitely vibing. The drinks oh, which are vibing. Place? What place? Hula's.
2: Oh, Hula's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hula's yeah. modern
0: Tiki, which is a, yeah, is like a like neat little spin. I'm a mug
2: for them now. they they actually have, uh, their Phoenix location has uh, the captain's cabin. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So I'm doing the mug specifically
0: for. Oh my Cabin's gosh. Is cabin. that, is that like insider information? Can I actually broadcast this? oh sure yeah yeah okay good
2: yeah, remember folks you heard stages,
0: it remember yeah. folks you heard it here first on the major Yeah. <laughs> he's designing a mug nice yeah that's yeah. fantastic no that's great no yeah I've been there many a times because the the I, I really liked their old location I'm not gonna lie I was a little bit saddened when they yeah. left the one on central I, know but, I love the
1: intimacy of it and, and I
0: love you know. the design of the building that's what it is I mean realistically that's how you that's how you hook somebody in is with if yeah. you have something that's attractive on the outside. Yep. And yeah. then you can be like nice exactly. and cool on the inside. Kind of like how yeah. I get dates. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Kind of work. You know,
2: and I used to do, um, well, this is kind of going different subject, but I, I <laughs> used to do those, um, the art fairs. I did a lot of, I did many years where I did general public art
0: fairs. I oh.
1: call them
2: general public. They're not specific tiki or hot
1: rod.
0: Right. Rockabilly. You mean like um, um, sort of like a First like Friday?
2: Like the Tempe Festival of the okay. Arts. Okay. Okay. I used to do that show pretty regularly and I also, and it was great because I, it was, it was a good show financially, but I also met a lot of people because I kind of stood out at that show. You know, it's like, oh, okay, what's this tiki art?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, which can be a good thing. It also can be a bad thing. We're like, what is this crap? <laughs> so, uh, and I would do the Tucson show. Like they usually, they usually were back to back weekends. Um, so I loved, and that's the, you know, we're talking about the pandemic. It's like, I kind of, I loved, uh, and which is, sucked. I've cut back on live shows that I do now. Yeah. But, so it's, I've kind of focused more on. Like Viva Las Vegas, the, the more, more rockabilly, um, yeah, tiki oasis and more tiki
0: related stuff. And isn't that cool? Uh, how that how you've got that cool dichotomy of like rockabilly but tiki, but yeah, it like yeah. goes together. Like that's
2: yeah, there's that crossover. Yeah, yeah. I love it
0: so much because that that yeah. it's like that's kind of just like the jammy jam that we're all in. Yeah. It's like
2: well, and it's it's for as an artist, it's kind of like you want to reach as many people as you can. But the other thing too is like I I enjoy meeting people face to face that. Buy my art, and not necessarily because they buy my art, but I mean, you're, you're, you're meeting people and appreciate your stuff. Yeah. And I'd rather do that than ship something to some random person who I, I don't know who this is. Yeah. You know, and, and so I'd love meeting people face to face because it's funny because I've had people. Someone who I know say, "Oh, my friend over there really wants to come over and talk to you. He's really scared." And I'm like, "What? Just <laughs> just tell, tell me come over. I'm so open and stuff. I'm not. I'm not someone who's. It just shocks me that someone would be intimidated, you know. But
0: by, by yeah, me, you Some know? people get so, starstruck. Yeah, it happens.
2: Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, you were saying you're shaking. I'm like, really?
0: I mean, honestly, like, like seriously, like this was like whenever you said you would do the interview, I was like, I jumped up and like was like, woohoo! I did oh, like nice. a yeah, nice. but I did like a yabba dabba do Fred Flintstone <laughs> moment. Like honestly, <laughs> nice. And then people were like, what? And I'm like, dude, I just got like one of my all-time favorite artists to oh, nice. agree to do oh, an interview. Really nice. I'm like, this Thank is you. freaking awesome. Well, so. It
2: was funny. I was in a Goodwill in Phoenix once. I'm thumbing through some clothes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this guy on the other side of the, the rack goes, Are you? doug horn i go uh yeah it was the weirdest thing
0: (laughs) but he recognized you you know
2: yes i'm like what and again that's the power of social media well it's
0: the power of being a snappy dresser doug let's not um, let's not downplay this
2: (laughs) well it's hard it's hard to dress vintage when you're six six you know well you you got these these gangly arms you know
0: so (laughs) that's okay man no and and i mean that that also might be the intimidation factor if you're like you know six six that might be a thing Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And in my, my resting asshole face too, that did not help. You
0: know? <laughs> God, I can't wait to see that one in person. Yes, yeah, exactly. We we had to put off this interview like a couple of times because we were going to yeah. do it in person, but then this pandemic really kind of just put a thing in and like, that's a yeah. drag. So, yeah. so right now you're in, um, you're not in Switzerland, which is like kind of disappointing, but at the same time you're in a place that's probably even better. You're in Long Beach right now, right?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I moved out to Long Beach, um, Oh, so I think it's been about 15 years ago.
0: So you got there uh, at the right time. Actually, my girlfriend at the time in
2: Phoenix, uh, she and I, during the market housing market crash, uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna buy the the house we're renting, and uh, we had a deal with the, the guy we're renting from, <laughs> the owner, that, that we you can you buy this place, I'll just lock it in at this price, and say okay, we've got our deposit, and He goes, okay, let me talk to my realtor. And then he he calls back and says, I'm not (laughs) going to sell. Oh, because the market had skyrocketed.
0: Oh, man. The
2: housing market had skyrocketed. He didn't know it had skyrocketed. Yeah. So then we went into this panic mode of, oh, we want to buy a place. So we were priced out of Phoenix. So we ended up out in Tolleson and got a. New build out in Tullison. Yeah. And uh, it, it, we were out there for less than a year and we were, no one was moved. This, then the market was crashing. Yeah. So then we were like, okay, no one's moving into the neighborhood. It was really eerie. It was like a Twilight Zone episode. We moved into the house and no one's moving into the neighborhood. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So, um, we were sitting on the patio drinking a Mai Tai and said, you know what? We're doing a lot of work out in California uh, let's sell this place and move to like, we were thinking about Palm Springs, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, just, we're like, oh, this market has just completely crashed. So, um, just, uh, to get out of there, you know, eventually, did, did like the short sale and stuff. But yeah,
0: um, that's kind of what so, everybody so, I think had to do if you wanted any hope of getting out of yeah, anything. So,
2: exactly. So, so yeah, and I, it, I, it's, it's just the best thing I did. You know, I met a lot of people and made a lot of friends out here that have similar interests. And, um, uh,
0: it's been, been great. And but, how incredibly uh, awkward that now I'm in the, uh, real estate industry. How oh, are you really?
2: Oh, awesome. How incredibly
0: yeah. awkward that is now. <laughs> But luckily for me, I didn't get into it during that phase, so that's, uh-huh. I, I dodged yeah. that bullet.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I, I love it out here. It's it's uh, it's great. I love going back to Phoenix. Though. Like I was telling you earlier, it's uh, I have family, it's still have family out there and,
0: and yeah, uh,
2: uh, friends and stuff. So um, it's fun to fun to go back.
0: Well, heck yeah. Well, the next time you're out here, drinks are on me.
2: Yeah, definitely. Because
0: yeah. I I have a feeling that like my ties is that like an everyday staple? Is that your go-to?
2: you know i i'm not a huge my tire fan they're okay and i don't maids. necessarily
0: know that we need to conduct any more of this interview i'm afraid that maybe <laughs> is,
2: i'm
0: afraid maybe this is am not
2: gonna i'm not gonna turn it down um <laughs> i mean under toes under my tires i think are really good but uh i tend to like to be all over the, the map um i was i was huge into the painkiller for a while oh yeah um uh and that's the thing about the whole tiki thing is, is there's so many different aspects people are really into the mixology of the drinks and um the decor and the the music the exotica music and, oh yeah so it really all goes aspects.
0: It, yeah, yeah the it art. all goes together yeah
2: yeah yeah
0: and that's what i love um, about it
2: but yeah so uh actually more recently this isn't a tiki drink i've been doing though uh, old fashioned you know, oh. just, it, just sip on an old fashioned.
0: Yeah. But that's not know. like a, that's not like that's, that's still going to be found in a, any good tiki bar An old fashioned. You can't right. go wrong with that's the reason yeah. I think they call yeah. it an old fashioned. Well, I, think, I think it was uh, uh, <laughs> it, 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 the sweet
2: tiki drinks, which can be great at, at the right moment. But um, like uh, you do these events where, People have these room crawls. Um, and I remember my first room crawl or my first Tiki is, is A couple came in our came in our booth and said, "Oh, come up to our room for some drinks." And I go, "I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> are you. Are you guys swingers? What's going on?"
0: Oh, I mean. And,
2: uh, yeah, so then later it's like, oh, people do room crawls. They make you know have a little bar in their room and have people over, and um, so sometimes you go into these room crawls and you take a sip of their homemade cocktail,
0: and it's like, okay, where's the nearest planter I can spit this thing into? Oh man, yeah.
2: yeah, I want to do a spit take right now, but. Um, So sometimes that can be a complete buzzkill of like, you have a bad drink and you're like, Oh God, I think I'm done for the night.
0: Yeah. You just, that's when, that's when you fake it. Like I'll do the, I'll do the fake sip. And yeah. then just, like, and then miraculously find a place that nobody's looking to put the drink down and just be like, oh, I, I finished it already. I don't know where it went.
2: So, because so you, you can tell by the smell as it's coming up to your Oh, lips, yeah. It's going to be terrible. you will be like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is.
0: This
1: kerosene smell.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're like, well, I can probably use this to maybe, like, uh, you know, help me with some cuts later on if I need to apply sure. it to that. But. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, I have a totally weird question for you, and th- this is, like, a totally weird question, but who do you think would win in, like, a band playoff between Les Baxter and Arthur Lyman?
2: Um, that's tough. Uh, um, hmm.
0: Right? This was the question I was going to, I waited. I, I put this one off, but I was like, no, yeah. Doug's a good guy. He'll play this. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um that's tough I'm probably more familiar with Les Baxter okay um well he would win anyway I love both though that's the thing that's what's tough yeah he would win
0: though you know hands down Les Baxter would win he would obliterate Arthur Lyman yeah I think so too Les Baxter has a much much more robust catalog and I've waited all my life to actually say robust catalog Uh huh. and it's out now yeah
2: Another one I like and he's probably not as robust, but Gene Raines, you know his stuff? He's his stuff's hard to find. A couple
0: Gene of Raines. a couple of little things here and there, but not I I've never like put a lot of time yeah. into committing to listening to him, no. Yeah, he has some cool stuff. Um but I remember I I was doing a lot of iTunes stuff and I was like, Okay, there's no not much Gene Rain stuff on there so it's hard to I'm probably not I need to expand my my way of searching for music. Well, I mean, I there is YouTube and Spotify now, so there's yeah, plenty of other options. Yeah. I usually have to find weird things. I find them on YouTube now cuz it'll just be some weird random video that plays after like one of the 80s hits I was listening to and I'm like, "Why is this playing?" Okay, I'll do yeah. it
2: Yeah. So were you uh what were you listening to in the well, I don't, I don't
0: know how old you are, but how, what were you listening to in the '80s? Oh my God! Well, I'm 40, so in the '80s no, I was, so you were I was young uh, Well, if you want to call yeah. me that, sure, I'll take it. Well, you fun. were,
2: you were, you were in grade school then, right?
0: Yeah, in the '80s, I was in grade school, but I was this. I was subjected to everything. So I mean, like Cyndi Lauper, Donna Summer, Def Leppard, yeah, yeah. ACDC, yeah. Judas Priest, yeah. Iron Maiden, like all this, all the mainstream stuff. But then my grandparents kind of got me onto like Kenny Rogers and like. Gene Autry and, like, all these other, um, not Gene Autry, I'm sorry, um, Hank Williams. I don't know why I always think, oh, yeah. I always
2: think my of my like, into Glen Campbell.
0: Oh, Glen Campbell, definitely. Yeah. They, the Eagles, yeah. they got me into that stuff. Um, oh, nice, yeah. So I, I just got raised, and then, and then when I hit high school was when I started to, like, reach out and start listening to more stuff, so Exotica kind of came into play there, because I was like, nice. I really liked Les Baxter, because he had done a score on a couple of, like, sci-fi movies, and I was mm. like... This is kinda cool. So I started like yeah. like branching out and finding more of his stuff. And then like one of the albums that stuck out for me with him was Ritual of the Savage, which I think is my favorite one. It's like yeah. it's such a good gem. Um, yeah. but musically I just I've been all over the map. I, I listen to everything as long as it's good. I, I you know, now we're having like a total, within the last decade, a resurgence of like synth wave music. So I've been into that a lot oh, yeah. because it's like that yeah, kind yeah. of yep. throws me back to the 80s. And for you even, it probably throws yeah. you back into a little bit of the old oh, goth yeah, absolutely. goth yeah, music the, and stuff like yeah. that. Because industrial, yeah. all that stuff I was into. Right. So,
2: Yes, yeah, so very familiar with the uh, resurgence of um, Yacht Rock.
0: Yacht Rock is the jammy jam, my friend, and we all knew it was <laughs> well, you're coming back. The wrong guy. I'm
2: not a fan of Yacht Rock, sorry.
0: Well, you know what? Then I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree, sir. <laughs> but that's fine. Exactly. It doesn't Wait, matter. You know what?
2: So at uh, Tiki Caliente, they had... What was the name of the band? Yachty
0: by Nature, I think, was the name of the band. Oh, my God.
2: Um, and I will say... They got the people dancing. They're a party band for sure. Oh, yeah. They were doing all the covers of the Yacht Rock stuff. And, um, I just, coming from the 80s and being into weird shit, I was just, that music was on the radio 24 7. Oh, yeah. I
1: just
0: hated it. No, trust me. I was. Yeah, yeah, trust me. Bands like the Pixies and stuff were like a breath of fresh air after being exposed to, like, you know, all of the, all of the stuff that's, oh. Yeah. Les Baxter love, just made an the appearance.
2: Movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I, but I appreciate the, the, the party nature of, of, uh, Rory who runs, uh, Caliente, Caliente is a huge dot rock guy and I always have to harass him about it, so. <laughs> but it's really <laughs> well, yeah. good-natured fun. I don't, I know some people that, I know a couple of punk rockers that are like, just if it's not punk it's it's not music i'm like come on broaden your horizons a little bit
0: like just a little so, bit you know what i mean because yeah, yeah come on exactly. life is life is You're, too short and there's plenty of good music out. i mean hello yep. i've been caught i've been i thought that i hit my all-time low when it was like 1996 and i got caught listening to yanni and i was like oh, oh this, <laughs> this might be the end of me as far as like high school years go but no nobody cared because it Have was you like ever
2: said, you've ever said admitted this out loud
0: I, 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 I have a Yanni keychain, man. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. Yanni is Yanni is my dude. Like, nice, nice. thank you for, thank you for it. being, thank you for being there. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, I, you know, Doug, I just want to say thank you so much for coming out here on the show. Um, oh, sure. we're running, we've run out of tape. Oh, so I've got to, yeah. I gotta, I gotta. My voice
2: doesn't sound all high and whiny on that vintage uh, style recording. It, it yeah, won't.
0: I promise that I'll, I'll go in and make it sound really, really good. But.
2: Either, either or speed it up or if my voice is too deep
0: so I sound better. No, I think that you need to sound like you sound. Because you sound like you, you you broadcast some pretty heavy, heavy duty news at any given time. So, like, actually, nice. you have the kind of voice that if I were going to be told that, uh, you know, an asteroid was going to like basically hit my city and wipe us all out in the next five minutes, it would, your voice would be the one I'd want to hear it from. So thank oh, you. Nice, coming
1: <laughs> I appreciate,
0: I appreciate that. that. So, um, but, um, anyway, I wanted to give you an opportunity to plug all of your, like where people can find you because people need to appreciate your stuff as much as everybody else does. So if you want to um, take a moment to do that.
1: Sure.
2: Yeah. I basically sell my art on, uh, Etsy. So, if you go to just search my name, Doug Horn Art, uh, and, and it's on Etsy. Um, and that's primarily where I sell my stuff. Um, I'm also on uh, Facebook. Uh, I have two. Doug Horn is the Facebook. I have a business one, which I don't use as much because it's just promotion doesn't get seen. Yeah. So, I, I basically use my personal. Uh, Facebook, and then also on Instagram. It's Doug Horn Art on Instagram. Or the, or the, if you want to follow me
0: on any of those. So. I already do but, follow yeah, you on all I of those. I appreciate it, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I follow you on all those. How else do I get in contact Thank with it. you? I'm a stalker, man. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm not literally. that bad. Not that bad. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate uh, the request to talk to me. Yeah, man. I just appreciate cool. you coming on. And, like, we've got to, the next time you're in Arizona, like I said, drinks are on Definitely. me. Or if I make yeah. it out to California, drinks are on me. Not literally because I don't need yeah. things getting weird, so you know. right
2: well near me is the the bamboo club, which is like five minutes away I'm in mean, long beach it's it's relative and actually they're getting close to celebrate their their one
0: year anniversary so way to rub that uh, in it's a, it's a neat place <laughs> much appreciated so I guess I'm coming out to California because I'm not gonna settle for for like when, when I can have the real deal by the beach yeah. you know what I mean
2: well actually I'll be yeah. out um of uh, End of ch- uh, January or early February, I might be out there.
0: So Then we're doing uh, it. Yeah. I call yeah, it. Definitely. I call dibs on horn. Dibs. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thanks, well, Josh. thank you. Yay, man. Thank yeah. you so much for being on here. And uh, I will make sure to include all this information as well on uh, the link whenever I, I put this up. Um, okay. Because I want everybody to see this stuff because your artwork needs to be seen. It needs to be broadened. It needs to be thrown out there because people need to appreciate it. Like I said, it's amazing. Um, oh, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time out to talk. Uh, it was awesome. We definitely went on some tangents. I was, I was, I was very grateful for because okay. you and I, it seems like you and I have a lot more in common than I even thought. Like when you talked about like the industrial, the goth, the yeah. the clubs and so, I'm like, okay, oh, cool. all right. Cool. I see you, Doug Horn. I see you. Um, <laughs> nice. but, uh, All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, Doug Horn, and I are going to be wishing you a happy whatever, because we already did New Year and Christmas, and we had to basically just kind of trudge through those, so whatever. Um, This is Josh with the Maynard Files reminding you all that if you're going to do something, do it right. Have a great one. Adios.